We're back with some mudders. We're back. Back in again. We're back here. And you're the same. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Chelsea. And this is Deidre. <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn, is she just gonna say screaming sugar without even <laughs> saying my name? <laughs> and I am Chelsea. And this it's Deidre, but bam, it's green and sugar and, and sugar, y'all. Sugar, 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 sugar. <laughs> that was fun. It was. I enjoyed it. Enjoy it. <laughs> so today it's my turn. Mm-hmm. So today it's going to be a murder, and I'm going to just go ahead and throw this out there. We do not own the rights to any songs that we may <laughs> slip up and sing during this podcast. And I don't even know what that was. Oh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> okay. I was like, so you heard that little musical instrument thingy majig? Yes. That was supposed to be cut out. It's just supposed to be deleted. But, but, you know. It's down at the bottom and you don't see it. Yeah. So well, you... I thought I had had it out. But anyways, that's irrelevant. <laughs> so we thought we'd leave that in there for y'all. So y'all can get, kind of get a laugh out of our, whatchamacallit, morning so far. <laughs> yes. So, trigger warning because this case is over an 11-year-old. It's really stupid. I'm sorry. I think I just gulped right into the microphone. It was real loud. Oh. It may not be on there. God, of course, it's a, a kid murder. God. Yeah. So, trigger <clears throat> warning on that. Double murders. Two murders back to back. So, the case that I'm going to go over, it, it took place in California. Oh, another California murder? Yes. Okay. The Newport Beach Police. They presented Linda's story on Twitter for it was the 45 year mark and they presented it as her telling her story. Oh, so wow. I'm going, I really liked that because I liked how it gave her a voice. Yeah. So I'm presenting it as that. So it's also going to be a little harder as well. Cause I'm going to be speaking as if she's speaking as through me because I'm Linda. Yes. Yeah. Did you say the name yet? Sorry. No. Linda O'Keefe. <laughs> Sorry, I saw the paper no, earlier. So, on July 10th of 2018, Linda O'Keefe was last seen alive on July 6th, 1973, while she was walking home from summer school. Mm-hmm. Her body was found the next day, so it wasn't like a... She's missing. Missing for so long, you know, it was... Yeah. She was found quickly. Well, I mean, not as quick as you would want, but... Yeah. The next day she was found. So mm-hmm. uh, no arrests were ever made. New DNA technology has helped police create a sketch of her suspected killer. And the police partnered with, if I say this right, <laughs> Parabon Nano Labs to predict the killer's physical traits, such as their eye color, hair color, and their skin color. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so crazy how you can do that. Yeah, like it makes a picture. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Yes. Like DNA, mm-hmm. you can do so much with it now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. I wish I was smart enough because I would be like, 
going to study that. Still. Remember that Dateline case that we listened to at work? And they did that? Yes, and it looked like... And it looked just, just like the day. I mean, sh- y'all better watch out. Don't be committing no murders because if they got that stuff... They coming for you. Your face is a picture of your whole mm-hmm. face. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, the authorities had released a photo of what the killer might have looked like at the time of O'Keefe's death. Wow. O'Keefe's death. Mm-hmm. As well as an age-progressed version showing what they may look like today. Okay. So, the Newport Beach police, like I said, did like a little Twitter and presented her story as, you know, her telling it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to jump on in. So, right. sorry if I make you cry. Cause oh, it, God. Oh, I know. God. I was going over it yesterday and I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. But it's okay because I got this. Oh, no. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> so... Now, 45 years later, I have a voice again, and I have something important to say. There's a new lead in my case, a face. A face that comes from DNA that the killer left behind. It's technology that didn't exist back in 1973. But it might change everything today. Hi, I'm Linda O'Keefe, or Linda Ann O'Keefe, if I'm in trouble with my mom. 45 years ago today, I disappeared from Newport Beach. I was murdered and my body was found in the back bay. My killer was never found. Today, I'm going to tell you my story. Hmm. Time for first period. Here we go. School isn't really my thing. I get B, C's and a couple D's and I hate doing my homework. I'm not too fond of school in general, I guess. But not to brag, I'm really good at spelling. And I love science class. I love the piano. And before I had piano lessons, I would go to the Hammond Organ Studio in my neighborhood and play their organs and pianos for hours at a time. I also love painting and crafts. My mom says I'm actually inclined. I'm wearing a dress today. It's white with blue flowers on it and dark blue trim. My mom made it. She makes a lot of my clothes and my sister's clothes too. She's really good at sewing, and we don't have a lot of money for fancy store outfits anyhow. Along with my homemade dress, I'm wearing dark blue tennis shoes with white trim and thick white ankle socks. My hair used to be shorter, but now it's long and brown, and I'm wearing it in a ponytail today. I usually ride my bike to school. The ride home's pretty easy because it's almost all downhill. But today, I got a ride to school, so no bike. I'm going to call my mom and see if she'll pick me up so I don't have to walk home. A turquoise van's driving up Harbor U Road. Brenda, who has turned around starting skipping backwards now, will later tell the police that the van stops next to me a couple of times as I'm walking along. But she's too far away to hear if anyone talks to me. So Linda then called her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but was told that she needed to walk home because she was busy, her mom. And witnesses described seeing her with a turquoise van once again. Uh, this time, Linda's seen talking to the driver, apparently. Okay. The van is parked along the curb just before the intersection of Marquette and Inlet Drive. I don't know if I said that right. Probably not, because you know how I am. <laughs> 
The front passenger door is open and I'm standing right beside it. Janine will remember that she sees the driver, a man, white, in his mid-twenties or early thirties. So after not hearing from Linda for three hours, her mom begins to call her friends and neighbors, but no one's seen her. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry about that. I forgot to turn my watch down. So the O'Keefe family gets into their two cars and begins searching for their daughter, and they check the local youth center and the community church before returning home. Everyone returns home. Everyone but me, that is. No. So, Linda O'Keefe was officially reported missing by her parents at 6.42 p.m. So, the police joined the effort to search for the four-foot-tall girl with long brown hair and blue eyes. Officers are searching everywhere. Back then, there were vacant fields south of the Pacific View and east of Marguerite, Marguerite. Oh, I can't say that word right. They s- <laughs> like, what's it look like? It's what's it look like? How do you like margarita? It? No, M A R G U E R I T E. Marguerite. Marguerite. All right. So they searched the fields, the res- the reservoir, yeah, the neighborhoods, the streets, nothing. So officers are searching Fashion Island, the Back Bay, on foot, by car, by helicopter. Um, there's even jeeps that are used in the places that the patrols. You know, the patrol cars can't get to. Mm-hmm. And still nothing. Uh, the authorities said that they never gave up the search for her killer, even after decades passed and her parents had passed. Oh, God. So her parents passed and they never knew who did it. Mm. So that's like really sad. I was like. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the suspect's DNA profile was uploaded to a criminal database in 2001. Mm-hmm. But there were like no hits for years. Yeah. So, that night that she was missing, you know, they were all out searching. Mm-hmm. A woman above, it says a woman in the bluffs above Back Bay heard a voice saying, stop, you're hurting me. And then a man found Linda's body a couple hundred yards away from the woman's house that next morning. Oh, so, God. it's like. She probably, that was probably what she was hearing. Oh. Um, so the Newport Beach police ended their story with a video um, of her presenting her story. They ended that with a video about Linda's case and the number to call to the cold case tip line. Response to the department's tweets have been largely positive when they, like, since they'd done it. Many praised the way the department presented Linda's story. In the day since the tweets were published, the department told ABC News that it was received. It had received some new tips. Now, in a tweet, they said they hope that this is the last anniversary of Linda's death where we don't know who her killer is. Mm-hmm. So that was in 2018 of July, I believe I said. So now we're jumping to February the 21st, 2019. So, investigators searched for a decade for the killer of an 11-year-old girl who disappeared while walking home from summer school in a case that gripped a California seaside community. So, there was bits and pieces of different articles that I had looked at. Looked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So, there's going to be some where it's kind of like revising what happened, just like 
just now because I mean, obviously, you already knew that she was just you know disappeared, kidnapped, and stuff. Right. But it's just like a little, you know, re- revisiting that for a second. Mm-hmm. So, a smiling photo of Linda O'Keefe has hung for years on the wall of the police department in Newport Beach, reminding investigators to keep pressing forward on cold cases like hers. Mm. More than four decades later, authorities in Southern California said Wednesday that a, that a Colorado mm. man had been arrested and charged with killing her in 1973. The announcement came the same day authorities said that they charged a man with killing an 11-year-old boy near Los Angeles in 1990. So the same day that the that this guy that killed her got caught, another guy got caught for killing a boy in 1990. An oh. 11-year-old boy. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. So, in Linda's case, authorities said that they got a hit last month from a genealogical test. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's where I messed up at earlier. Oh, okay. That's why I was laughing. So, the authorities got a hit from a genealogical database that matched a DNA sample taken when her body was found strangled in a ditch. Oh. After she went missing. So, increasingly, investigators have found a powerful tool and database made up of the DNA samples submitted by people seeking to learn about their ancestry. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like us. Which I knew that that stuff happened. It's just neat to hear in case, like, solve cases that that's how they got them. I'm yes. like... Like Golden State Killer and whoever else. I hope they mm-hmm. found the Zodiac Killer through this stuff. I'm like, find him. Find him. Find his aunt. Find his <laughs> sister. His great-great-niece. So we can figure out who did it. Mm-hmm. So this word, I'm hoping I'm going to say it correctly. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to shoot it. for the stars, okay? Do it. So the detectives dogged this case. I almost said... Is D-O-G-G-E-D? It? Mm-hmm. Dodged. So the detectives, the detectives dogged this case. Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer told reporters, declining to say whether the suspect or his relatives submitted DNA for genealogical purposes. Okay, maybe it was supposed to be dodged. Cause dog. I mean, it was spelt like D O. It was spelt D O G G E D. It wasn't D O D O D G E D. I don't know if that's different. <laughs> yeah, D O D G E D. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, there's another laugh for you from Chelsea. Yours, <laughs> yours truly. <laughs> so, I lost my spot. Todd Spitzer. Yes. We have every opportunity in the world to solve so many of these cold cases that we never had hope in the past of solving with the new, you know, genealogical database and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they got a hit on a genealogical database leading investigators to obtain a DNA sample mm-hmm. from a man who went by Neil. James Neil, 72, was arrested in Colorado Springs, Colorado on Tuesday. And charged with murder with special circumstances, Spitzer said. So now you know who Mm. Spitzer is. (laughs) Neil lived in Southern California at the time of O'Keefe's killing and moved to Florida soon afterward. 
where he charged his name. He charged. <laughs> he changed his name. <laughs> changed his name to James Neal. So therefore, that's not his real name. Oh. That's it. James Neal is his changed name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So his real name is James Albert Layton Jr. The prosecutor declined to say whether Neil has a criminal record, hmm. which probably wow. Like I don't. O'Keefe's two sisters have been told about the arrest. Authorities said so. She had two sisters. Over the years, hundreds of people have worked on the case. The police chief said one of them has. Or one of them was now retired Newport Beach Police Officer Stan Bresler. Sorry if I said that wrong. Mm-hmm. Who said that O'Keefe's death stunned the community and was never forgotten. Every once in a while, you just think, gee, I wonder if we'll ever find him, he said. I was like, dang, that kind of hit. I was like, ooh. He seemed like a good guy, Neil's landlord, Michael Fulson, told the Colorado Springs Gazette. I had no indication he was capable of anything, even 10 steps less than this, which just shows you what you don't know. That was what the landlord said. Neil's son-in-law told the newspaper that the family was not ready to comment, and I tried, you know, this was in 2019. Right. So I was trying to see if they eventually talked, and they didn't, Like, which I couldn't find anything. Because I was like, I wonder if they ever... Came out and spoke, but I didn't Mm -hmm. find anything. Well. So, it was not immediately clear if Neil had an attorney who could speak on his behalf, and the voicemail was full on a number listed for him. And Neil was due to to appear in court in Colorado on Thursday. So, jumping from 2019 to July 23rd of 2020, last year. Yeah. So, a man was arrested and charged in a string of child sex crimes last year after... Yeah, because I was like, what? Because I didn't see that on the other ones that I had. You know, it was just that he got arrested in Linda's, you know. Yeah. So, James Allen Neal was transferred to a local hospital for treatment of an illness, and he died there. They just caught him, and he didn't even... He didn't get to go No, he didn't have his court or nothing. (gasps) Like, he didn't get sentenced. No. He just got, basically got away with it. I mean, yeah, he died, but I mean, he he basically got away with it. Yeah. So, he was apparently accused, the, the whole sex crime, child sex crime. He yeah. was apparently accused of lewd acts against two Riverside County girls under the age of 14 in the late 90s. Ooh. And the early 200, 200s. 2000s. Early 200s. I was like, I don't know. And Neil, obviously, he denied all the charges against him. But he could have faced up to 82 years to life in prison if he was convicted on all counts. Wow. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I was like, so 45 years go by and they don't know who killed this girl. And they finally get the hit, which, I mean, it's good for the family for the closure Right. To finally know, you know, because he could have died and they didn't even know. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, they never would have been able to find him or they would have found him and he was dead. But I mean, they still could have ran it through the database and stuff, too. So I guess they would have. 
Yeah, like the they would have just hit a dead end and been like, well, yeah. he's, he's dead. But, but so, but yeah, he maybe it made him sick because he got caught and that's why he died. Yeah. Which I'm not wishing, really wishing death on anybody. But I don't know. I tried to find the illness, but it just said that he had an illness and that whenever he went, they took him to the hospital for the treatment. Mm-hmm. That he died there. I was like, well, oh, I know what his illness was. Evil, evil, evil. The devil. The devil ate him alive. (laughs) So this is from the inside (laughs) out. From the inside out. Okay, so this is really sad. What I'm about to jump into. Is this back in first person from her? No. Okay. Uh, Okay. No, I'm. I'm. There's no more of that. But her sister. Her sister speaks out after the arrest. And she says quite a bit. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Okay. The sister of Linda didn't expect to see a conclusion to the mysterious cold case. She told this to ABC News. Hours after a man's arrest was announced. I never really thought that they would actually ever find the individual individual responsible. Cindy Borgeson sister of Linda O'Keefe. I hope I said her last name right, but I'm just going to call her Cindy from here on out. Mm-hmm. So after all that, she said, after all this time, finding out there's a face and a name just brings additional closure. Their mother carried that guilt the rest of her life. Cindy said, I was like, Oh God. Cause you know, she got taken to school. She didn't drop. She didn't run her, but which I mean, Still, even if she rode her bike and, you know, rode her bike home, I mean, it still could have happened. So, oh, yeah, I see where she would feel guilty, but she shouldn't have felt guilty. Yeah. I mean, it was the 70s. People weren't people weren't aware of all the dangers that that were going on. Yeah. That was back when things seemed to be wholesome, but then Mm -hmm. they really never were. But, you know, yeah, that was really sad whenever she said that about her mom. I was like, oh. I had closure when they found her body, Cindy said, about the fateful day. But she added that she was thankful for the additional closure brought to her by the investigators who never gave up, as well as the new technology which made it possible to process the crime scene DNA. She said, I'm astonished at what they were able to accomplish. And she's 64. Well, she's probably 65 this year, obviously. She was 64. Mm-hmm. She said, my hope is that this brings hope to other families who haven't had closure yet. I mean, you know, she went 45 years without knowing who killed her sister, her 11-year-old sister. God, yeah. So it's like, you know, you know, it's been 45 years, and there, you know, she was like, you know, I just didn't think I would ever figure out who did it. You know, that long, you just don't think yeah. that there's ever going to be hope of knowing, you know, who did it. And so she's like, you know... She just wants people to know that are going through similar situations that just never lose hope. Yeah. So, uh, Linda was seven years younger than Cindy. And Cindy said that Linda was an old soul with a go-with-the-flow personality. I was like, mm-hmm. While their parents did not live to see an arrest, Cindy said, I'm sure Linda and my parents are rejoicing. I'll get to be with him again, she added. Oh, God. As for her sister's killer, Cindy said, because of my profound faith, 
I've been able to forgive the individual. I couldn't carry that burden in my heart of hating an, an individual, even though he committed this horrible crime. She said, I hope that he has remorse. Mm-hmm. And she also said that if she gets a chance to speak to Neil, she would let him know that I've been praying for him. And she also said she had also prayed for Neil's family as his arrest was announced. They probably are so shocked, she said. I'm sure they're going through a lot of grieving of their own. Oh. Like, bless their heart. What a person, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, because you know they're. I mean, all these killers when their families find out that they're murderers, mm-hmm. they're devastated. Oh yeah. And then people are awful to them, and it's like, I mean, I was married to him. That was my dad. Like, I had no clue that he was this awful person. Yeah. You know, I think I understand, you know, people grieve differently, but I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta think, don't punish someone for being involved with a bad person, because that doesn't mean that everybody that shares his blood or her blood is just like them, you know? Yeah. But that's the end of that. Uh, I tried to find where she had said that she would have liked, she'd like to confront him or tell him that she forgives him or that she forgave him and that she was praying for him and his family and stuff. I tried to find it to see if it ever happened. I don't think that it did because I couldn't find anything on it. So I didn't know if it was just because he had passed before she got that chance. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He probably died before then, which it's terrible. Yeah. And she's so, Linda, she was such a pretty little girl. She's got a really, really pretty smile. Oh. I know, it's sad. That's all I got. But her killer has been found and is now dead, so he can't hurt anybody else, so that's good. And her family has that extra closure. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just quiet, like, what? I know, we're like, this no, was no. a dark episode of Screaming Sugar. So, you know, I haven't discussed this with Deidre yet. Oh, I was just, just rubbing, rubbing on my laptop. laptop. I was just. I haven't discussed this with Deidre yet, but I have an idea. What's that? Well, I'm probably going to tell you after we stop recording because. Oh, oh, okay. Kind of be like a surprise for them. We can like present it, but it's. I think it's a cool idea. I think we should do. I think it's going to be neat. I just remembered because you were like. It's just silent. And I was like, oh, yeah, my idea. <laughs> we could have done that. But, yeah, you'll like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, we're just chilling. I got to work all weekend, so we're about to wrap it up. Yeah. If you so. have any suggestions, if you have any stories, if you have any stories. Uh-uh. Stories. 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 Like, let please. us know. like let us know. Like let us know. <laughs> Screaming Sugar Podcast at gmail dot com dot to com dot to com dot to com. Go. It's a me. <laughs> it's a me. My. <laughs> it's me, Deidre. Okay. Like, listen. Just send them in. Go to our Instagram. You listen Insta- to these murders, then you can see Insta- the people. Gram. Who committed them and the victims. 
And their families. Instagram. Or the haunted places. You know, just just do it. Just go look. Check it out. I wonder how that background music sounds. <laughs> like, Instagram. Yes. And what else do they need to do? We need you to. I think I said them both. Yeah, Screaming Sugar Podcast. That's our Instagram. Wow, just taking it up. Just take it. Just roll with it, Deidre. I'm sorry. <laughs> taking all the credit. No, I'm just kidding. I just started talking. Yeah, let me let me recap. We got the Insta. Mm-hmm. We got the Screaming Sugar. Mm-hmm. But you need to tell your friends and family about us. Maybe they like true crime and you just don't know it. And mm-hmm. maybe we make you laugh and maybe you think we can make them laugh so maybe you can like share it with the world world, world, spread the laughter spread spread the joy spread the laughter spread the joy cause Jesus (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that's all for the day I hope you enjoyed yes Hope we didn't bore you. Hope we didn't make you make you too sad. Yeah, that was sad. Hope we kept you interested. Mm-hmm. Hope we kept reeling you in. Let you loose a little bit, and then we wind you up, <laughs> wind you in. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. We hope you remember to keep no. I couldn't. Deidre says keep today. Keep it sweet. sweet. Bye, y'all. Bye. Uh-uh. <laughs>